welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Bit of a change today, not on the Hotspur Hood, but on Let's Talk Tottenham. We'll be on the uh, Hotspur Hood on Friday. Uh, yeah, still on a, a, a kind of buzzing kind of a moment with a good fixture list and Basuma joining, as well as a couple of others that have already joined and rumours, rumours, rumours that more and more will be coming. Three great guests with me. Vez, how you doing, buddy? Freshly good, shaved. Thanks, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm clean today. I'm no hairs. He thinks on me, Charlie, he's pissed somebody off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Most people grow a beard. To, to disguise themselves, I shave mine off. <laughs> well, I didn't notice you when you came on. It's only because of the uh, the, the the name on the, the bottom left of your yeah. screen there. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't know it was me. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Mac, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine, mate, but you're going to have to go down to two great guests. I thought this was part of the Hotspur Hood. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and the third He's always the on brand. He's always on brand. Yeah. And the second and final guest, Justin, how you doing? Yeah, not 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 too bad. As, as everyone can probably now realise, I've I've come on as Vez's twin. Um, <laughs> or Older maybe twin. Vez is copying yeah. you. Older twin. Uh, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh. Yeah, I look like I've aged a lot worse than he has. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, only three, 21. Yeah. Stone. And the rest. Yeah. Welcome. All been on here before. Always welcome. Uh, we talk about transfers, fixture list, rumours, and much, much more besides, I'm sure. Uh, Mark Swift already in the chat. Barbecue Queen, King, Chef, Vez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, referring to Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Mark, for watching and getting uh, involved in the comments. Please, everybody, get involved in the comments. Uh, and please hit that like and please hit the subscribe. We're on 241 subscribers at the moment. It'd be great to get to uh, 250 by the start of the weekend. Uh, and then all three of my guests have channels. Uh, they'll be in the description. And at the end, they'll let you know where they are and what you can expect on them as well. <laughs> Let's start. So uh, I, I talked about this on Friday's show, uh, but you guys weren't on there. So your thoughts. Uno momento. Oi, twin of dumb, twin of dead. Keep it down. <laughs> It looked like he was talking to you there, Justin, like to the side. It's, it's a little bit, but to be fair, he wouldn't be the first person. It's just that that's the flightest I've been called. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. I've always wondered what it looked like to see an Oompa Loompa without the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Des hasn't started speaking yet, so come on. He, I know he's shaved, but that's a bit out of order. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Vez, Vez, thoughts on the fixture list? It's an overall uh, first five mm. games. Uh, 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 what do you make of it? I was fairly happy with it. Uh, certainly yeah. in the respect that uh, apart from Liverpool, we play all the top teams and Arsenal away from home and before the World Cup. Yep. Um, I'm quite pleased with that, to be honest. Um, it's it's a good fixture list. It's a good start. It's a good running. Um, obviously, we've got Man U and Liverpool sort of together. Uh, end of April, I think it is, yeah. and then but then the rest of May is pretty damn good. Yeah. I um, think February is our trickiest month. We've got City, yeah. Chelsea, and West Ham, and That's another right. game I can't remember. But those three are all at home, which should absolutely expect us to be able to do a lot better there. But yeah, yeah, um, only three games in January as well, possibly two if Arsenal do their usual running thing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a good it's a good fixture. I like the fact that we got Chelsea, you know, straight off the bat, first away game, um, because it'll give it'll be a good gauge of um how we're doing because really Chelsea are Chelsea are the main target, if you like, this mm. season. Um to sort of say Spurs are gonna are gonna try and cement that third place if if not better. Um, you know, we should really be with the manager that we've got, with the reinforcements that we're getting, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, more more through the door, getting rid of some of that Deadwood, we should really be challenging for at the very least third place, uh, if not better than that. So yeah, it's a good it's a good gauge. Um go up against Chelsea at their place. Yeah, and Justin, uh, uh, Chelsea early doors. Obviously, they've got a brand new defense. Well, maybe not a brand new defense, but quite a big uh, job to do in getting their defense sorted. They haven't signed anyone yet. We've already got three people out uh, through the door, so they should be fairly integrated into that squad and in the way that Conte wants to play. By the time we play that game, so that could be something as well. Uh, whereas if we played them first game against them. I know November or whatever, all of their new signings would have been integrated by then. But uh, what do you make of the fixture list? Do you know, mate, I must be in a minority when it comes to this because I, I don't understand the, the big hoo-ha because the fact remains you play every single team twice. Okay, it doesn't matter when you play them. You know, people I can imagine last year would have looked at the fixtures and gone, oh my word, Tottenham have got to play Man City first. We're going to get annihilated and we won the game. So, you know, to me, I, I think when it comes to that question with regards to Chelsea, <coughs> Chelsea's going to be an interesting one regardless, whether we play them now or, or when, we're, when we do, because, you know, you look at it and you listen to what the chairman's coming out with and you're listening with what they're trying to do with deals and things like that. They're working under a very different remit these days. You know, they're not doing the let's just throw cash for the sake of it because if they had, they'd have got Sterling through the door by now. You know, this is a club who's very much said, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to do things differently. And and um, I heard today that Bruce Buck, the chairman's left. Uh, Maria Granovskaya, she's left. You know, she was the main person behind the transfers. And Todd Bowley is going to do that. And you're sitting there and thinking, well, hang on a minute. You know, you're, you're going to take this on now with no experience of signing footballers, you know, that that is that makes no sense to me. Mm. So I honestly sit there and I think no matter when we face Chelsea, they are in a mess. I, mm. I do think that. I think there is such a big issue there because, as I said, they've lost Christensen, they've lost Rudiger, you know, they're going to get rid of Lukaku um, and they're going to go and replace him with something they've already got in terms of Werner, you know, Habits, um you know, ZH, you know, people like that that can do that kind of job. So I, I don't really see how that fits in. So to be honest, I think, and I totally agree with what Rez is saying, Chelsea are for the taking, you know, we can finish third and challenge further up the, you know, the table with that. So I don't necessarily think it matters when we play them, because ultimately I think, you know, we will have had a decent enough pre-season. We'll have got the players in we wanted to. And I think Conte will just go there demanding, whether it be now or whether it be towards the end of the season, he is going to expect no matter what. So, you know, I've never been sort of a big one. for. I do think, obviously, we've got a, a decent run. And I will say that. I think we've got a good chance if we can put ourselves in a strong position. But ultimately, we have to play every team twice. And I do sit there and I think um, that when you look at it, 
Tottenham should just be in a stronger position anyway than Chelsea. But the way we're doing business, I, I, I think we're we're really in with a shout to finish ahead of them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, 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 comment here, audio artisan in the uh, comments. How you doing, buddy? And Bob, slightly different this time. <laughs> Big up, you beautiful, average-looking people. Couldn't work out if that was Rez, his long-lost son, or Jonathan Blondell. Uh, <laughs> average, average. Someone's got to get Bob to meet Jonathan Blondell because he needs to get it out of his system. Uh, Mac, in terms of the fixture list, uh, do you think it's a, a, a good thing, or, or, or like Justin says, we've got to play everyone twice anyway? Yeah, that we, we, we beat these, uh, we have these uh, away games against top teams early doors. Mate, I don't care when we've got them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sound like a gooner, but I'm, I'm going to trust in the fact that Conte, Paratici, uh they, they know what they're doing. We've got to play like, like we said, got to play them all. Doesn't matter when, you know. I. I get what you're saying about Chelsea and, you know, he's going to do all the transfers himself. I'll be honest, part of me, I like the fact he's done it. Not just because I think it, it potentially weakens their position to start with while he gets to grips with things. But I think he's doing exactly what should be done at Chelsea and what they should have done at United after Ferguson's reign. They're getting everything, they're getting rid of everything to do with, with Abramovich. His, his day's done. He's gone. Get rid of the people that are associated to it. Get rid of, of any links to Abramovich that, that are there. So I get why they've done that. Whether they're going to fall on their ass from it is 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 yet to be seen. Hopefully they will. But yeah, as regards to fixtures, I've I've got no fear going into next season. We'll we'll play we'll play the Conte way. We'll win some. We'll lose some. And yeah, we'll see where we all end up. You know, as they say, the table never lied. And 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 that's 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 how I'm looking at it. It's going to next season. I think this season is important though. Look, if we if we are facing the tougher fixtures before the World Cup, that will have an effect. Mm-hmm. Because it means that the World <laughs> Cup is is going to be a massive sort of lead weight on the rubber sheet type thing, right? Okay. There is every possibility that we're going to get to a World Cup because I think the first Premier League game is three days after the World Cup final, <laughs> if I've got my dates correct. Right. So you're going to have injuries at the World Cup because obviously you play more often. Yeah. There's going to be uh, going to be and, burnout and May, isn't there? April, May from the players who yeah. in there. And that's the other thing. You've got the burnout over the course of the season. So obviously it's better to play your tougher games early than mm-hmm. late because you get burnout as energy levels drop, you know, towards the end of the season. This is going to be one of those seasons where if Man City and Liverpool aren't chasing as the top two and somebody else on the outside, whether it be us, whether it be West Ham, whether it be those fucking knobheads over the road, it's always going to be, well, it's not a real, it's not a real season, is it? It's not a real season. There's a World Cup. And they'll always find a reason to tarnish it. But it is, it's going to be one of those seasons where it's it's going to, and, you know, you you look at some of these smaller teams who've got the internationals from some of the smaller, the, nations being represented in the World Cup. Those ones that go out in the group stage have their players back a lot quicker than, than teams like Italy. Right. Right. I know Italy's not in it, but, you know, Germany, you know, De- Belgium, Tottenham, um, England. So, you know, there's there's going to be teams going without players for longer than, than what there will be. <laughs> <laughs> I think just sort of echoing what you say you know, looking at it, you're, what you're saying is, is that like the likes of Salah, who's not at the World Cup, won't actually play. 
you know mm -hmm. so I, I do i do think it is a it is an interesting sort of it's, it's going to be unusual i think it's the it's a clear yeah. sort of indication with that the world cup is just going to throw all different permutations mm. from that um, thank you for also, picking up for me mate i think no, that's, that's, my little my little hobgoblin just poking that little head around yeah, yeah i kind of got the gist as, as all of a sudden you just went we all, also got this that bob said there. as well uh don't forget uefa concentrating the champions yeah. league group games between september and november two big game build up and uh yeah uh, yeah <laughs> get the padlock the padlock the door again uh, from bob uh but yeah so we obviously don't know who's going to be in our group but we're likely to get one of the big hitters because obviously we finished fourth uh yeah big games there obviously we want to do well in the champions league conte will want to win everything that he's in and that includes the champions league but you want to be playing in those games, you know. That's why we can attract, uh, the, the, you know, keep Kane there, keep Kane happy, get Conte there. So I, I don't mind that as much. But I, I, I'm definitely pleased that we've got all of the, apart from Liverpool, all of the big hitters away from home before that World mm -hmm. Cup. And then, because this, this season that's just gone, I think we got 27 points from 33 in the last 11. So, you know, that old saying, it's not how he starts, how he finished. So if we do end up having that again and having a good run at the end, we haven't got any of the big guys apart from Liverpool away from home. So I think that could be a good thing as well. And and if we are in a good position come January or whenever, all of the t top teams and Arsenal have been done away from home. Absolutely. Not, not necessarily that we win all of those games, but obviously no, there's a better but chance of winning those games being that they're not away. But they're out of the way where there's less pressure and there's less problems potentially with injuries and energy levels and stuff like that. Get them out of the way and you've got easier. There are no easy games really in in, in this league, no. but, you know, who would you rather be playing? You know, Crystal Palace or Man City? Yeah. Well, the other thing as well is based on that Arsenal well, game. Fair, sorry, sorry. You say that, but Crystal Palace <laughs> stumped us 3-0 away. Right, and, yeah, and basically yeah. we beat Man City away, so yeah, maybe not necessarily the right right one there. That was, that was Nuno, that was Nuno, and then we and then we battered Palace at home. So it's yeah, you know, it's thing, but it's it's not. And that horrible bastard got the red card he deserved from the first game as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's, it, look, you 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 want. I, I I get the idea that look, we've got to play every team twice anyway, but timing is everything. You know, <laughs> the weird thing is, like, look at the Arsenal game last season. I reckon if we paid, played it um, the original time, it would have been a much closer, less intense, less humiliating game for them than it was <laughs> when we played them in May. So yeah. those sort of things will always have, have an effect. Coming into that, the pressure that they were under, the pressure that we managed to put on them, you know, led contributed to their loss whereas if it had been earlier in the season less pressure on them they were already ahead of us you know it it might have been a different thing so it, it you can't tell you can't say you know if you play them if you play the hard teams early you'll do better it might be complete opposite it might be we play the hard games early and that has a psychological effect and it fucks our entire season we don't know yeah. so it's still speculation but i would feel more comfortable having them early than having them late is is yeah i think also as well if we're in a good position come the uh, you know after the world cup that arsenal game with the noise of the crowd made you know 
it certainly helped the team on. It obviously helped uh, destroy Arsenal mentally, which everyone loves to see. Uh, but if we're in a good position and then we've got all of these games away from home, you don't get the uh, uh, the benefit of the crowd, which we potentially will do with all of those games. Uh, got a question from Bob. Uh, is there any element of worry getting these three players in early that it's a bit of a lenic smoke screen for me? It could be, it might not be, but we're getting the players in that Conte seemingly wants, so therefore I couldn't care less. And as long as he too keeps getting the players in he wants, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I Yeah. But let's talk about the players. Let's talk about the players. Firstly, Basuma. Uh, Rez, for me, what a player he is. Uh, yeah. You know, there's obviously questions about, you know, the, the court case and everything like that. But <laughs> Daniel Levy doesn't spend 35. Daniel Levy doesn't spend 35p if there's an element that, <laughs> of doubt that he's not going to be playing. And listen, mate, Basuma... that, that, was what, that was one of the plus points. You saw the way he could slip into the box undetected. Do you know what I mean? No. Pleasure, having, pleasure having you on, Mac. Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, um, he can do everything in midfield. He can break the play up. He can marshal the defence. He can spot a pass. He can drive forward. He can get into the box. He can have a shot. Hey, for baby. me, 35 million as well. Obviously, we've got him right. cheap because last year of his contract. Yeah, I'm going to speak to you too. <laughs> uh, right. yeah. But yeah, for me, he can do everything in midfield. So I think for 35 million and, and, and Premier League proven as well, this isn't a player that we're buying from X league somewhere who may not be able to settle that quickly. But there's uh, for you. And, and just to let you know, I'm going to turn my screen off because I've just been given a cake. So I'm going to have a bit of cake and I'll mute ah, myself. Apologies. I thought I'd press mute. That's all right. That's all right. So I know yeah. what noticed. Yeah, I'm going to turn my camera off and mute myself uh, to have a bit of cake. Okay. Uh, apologies, I can't. You're allowed to eat cake. We're vaping. Gareth eating oh, biscuits. Right, yeah. Cake on yeah, screen yeah. is fine. Oh, right, Let's yeah. be a bit more professional where you can't eat a drink while we're recording. <laughs> I just farted as well, mate. Just let it all go. It's fine. It's fine. Honestly, there took me a little... It, honestly, Justin, it took me a little bit of time there to realise you had that cocaine in your hand. Yeah. You said that, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just, I, I, I do. I, I think it's a bit I'm over the top, though. The Max Barton stinks. I mean, Max, <laughs> thought about that. I don't know what you've been eating. Jeez. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start with you, Rez. Uh, firstly, on Bob's yeah. question, if you, if you want to answer that as well, is it too yeah. early? Uh, uh, yeah, getting those players in, there's a bit of an early. And then we'll start with Basuma, because he's obviously the big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's at the moment, it's too early to tell. Um, everyone knows what my view of um, Levy and Enoch is. But I've said it before. This is, this is crunch time, right? They can't really do the things that they've done in transfer windows past here. Um, the indications at the moment, the trend, if you like, suggests that they're not doing things the same way that Paratici has been very, very active and he's the one sort of um, pulling the strings. We cannot know until, let's say, a week into preseason, because all of this will be about Conte getting his targets in place by the beginning of preseason, let's say maybe a week in, 
because there's always delays, right? No one gets everything done exactly according to the same schedule. If we're into preseason and we're still going all this, oh, we've been linked to 912 billion different players, um, then I will Fucking be... Fucking Yeah, I will be less... Uh, With Basuma, that's a great so chance. <laughs> Basumi, yeah. Um, with Basuma, great transfer. Really happy with that. Outside of the sort of, um, you know, the, the the elite level central midfielders, he's right at the top of that game and probably will be one day uh, of that of that order if he continues to develop the way he has. He owned so many different players last season for Brighton and it was their best um, season even though they have that ridiculously ineffective attack uh, there, they still finished in the top half, ninth, which they the best they'd ever done. And a lot of that is down to Basuma. So I'm absolutely thrilled that we've got him. I think we've got a real gem on our hands. And we've got a great headache in that we can't actually work out who's going to play with who in that central midfield, uh, which is a fantastic <laughs> have so yeah I'm very, very fair I don't think it matters but soon we'll play with whoever he wants oh yeah he's like that is he no no I think no I think he's brilliant you know Basuma's got so so much in common with Paratici you know fingers in so many different pies it's it's just brilliant so you know I'm uh... <laughs> no, from what from what we understand from what we understand that there is there is no possibility of him of, of anything sort of coming of this allegedly. They're I'll be honest. The reason, the reason I'm, I'm cracking I'm, I'm cracking jokes for a reason because I understand I understand that there is an element of, of what the fuck from um, an element of, of the fan base and you know male and female. So I'm not trying I'm not singling anybody out by saying an element. Um, I understand why, um, but you you I said this last night on Tommy's show. The due diligence must have been done. Otherwise, we would not have signed him. And I would rather pass, you know, turn to make 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 fun and a joke of, of, of the stuff that's being said about him than then get drawn into one of these deep dark conversations. It's you know, the the guy the guy now with innocent until proven guilty. You know, has been accused of something terrible that could ruin his, that could have, and 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 who knows, might still have an implication to ruin his career. Um, you know, we need to focus on the fact that we've got ourselves an absolutely fantastic footballer. Uh, we need to focus on the fact that this guy is going to be pivotal, in my opinion, um, it, to our midfield moving forward. You know, the the power, what he's able to do, his his talent, his ability, and for somebody so young, and for the money that we've got him for. Um, you know, we, 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 we need to, you know, we need to kind of look past it and focus on the fact that he's a Tottenham player wearing the shirt and he's going to do a job. Um, if anything comes out later on down the line where he ends up getting carted away in cuffs, then it's, it, it's, it's a fucking, it's, it's a cream pie in the face for, for the club. Um, but as it stands at the moment, you know, I think I think we need to focus on the fact we've got a great player. 
Yes. I mean, you said it there, due diligence. There's no way Levy spends any money. And, and Paratici may be doing the, the stuff, but it's still Levy who signs the deals at the end of the day. There's no way he authorises that if there's any chance that there's anything in that. And, yeah, and Justin, uh, for you, uh, Basuma, yeah. and, and, and any... Oh, uh, Mark Swift said, "What cake is it? It's a uh, strawberry cake. Very nice, it is as well." Um, nice. But yeah, a, a, any any worry for you that we're getting three players in early? The three players in early? Or, uh, um, in terms of in terms of that point, uh, no, because it's echoing what um, what the what Conte and and Paratici very much I think made clear to to Levy and the board in that that you know if you want to be successful. You need to build this up. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, Bob, you're, you're right. And I said this last night on Tommy, didn't I? We, we, we were told he was made for it. And yeah, ended up being a fucking just, shank. Just, just to read that out for people listening on the podcast. You say that, Gaz. Didn't we, we do our due diligence on Undombele? Apparently feedback suggested he was a footballer. Uh, and Terry Wright has come in and said, uh, reportedly Arsenal are going to spend 200 million this summer. That would be almost a half a billion in squad investment over the last year. Going to be much improved next season. We need to spend... But, yeah, Harry, I mean, with that, with the greatest of respects, they spent £150 million pound last season yeah, and they yeah. were dog shit. But it goes to what I was saying on, on streams uh, towards the end of the season. You know, I don't care how much money we spend. I don't care if it's literally nothing. As long as it's the players that Conte wants for his system. We've got three you players know what? in here and, 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 and this three thing, players in here focus, now for £25 million too up front. Much. And, and you don't look at Jack Grealish, hundred million, and yeah, he won a league, but he didn't really do a huge. He may come good for Man City. People look, people look at the amount of money you've spent as being successful. Yeah, if no. you can spend Man, fifty million pounds, God knows how much Man United and exactly. done absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, you can spend. You can spend. You look at what we've spent so far, and if they were the only three players we've got, they're not bad players. Obviously, I don't think that's all we're going to do. I think there's still more to come. Um, but yeah. You know, we could end up spending a hundred million pounds. We could have six players, and if we're if we're flying high by Christmas, you know, with with no issues and 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 not looking over our shoulder, playing some good football, getting some good results, and keeping that squad fresh, fighting for places against each other, then it doesn't matter whether we spend hundred million or or five hundred million. It's the, the, the amount of money spent is irrelevant. And one of our biggest complaints. About Levy's is not not just Levy's spending, but Levy's quality of spend up until now. About the fact that he hasn't spent very well, you know, yes. it's not just about how much you spend; it's about how well you spend it. Now, that for me doesn't preclude, say, for instance, dropping. I, I'm saying this as an example, not necessarily advocating for it. You know, sixty million on Richarlison, for instance. My view is that if that is what you need to spend, because that has been identified as the right. player that you. That's what you do. Um, whereas before it's always been a case of no, we won't go above a certain amount. You know, huh? our record signing is still 45 million pounds for Sanchez. You know, sorry, no, I tell a lie and Dombele now. Um, but before that, it was only Sanchez. You know, this this money, it's we we need to be spending, but only if it's the right um transfer. It's just a case of not being afraid and not shying away from spending big bucks when it's the player that you need yeah i mean to to be fair just you know um go back to what i was saying with regards to the the levy situation i think he's backed himself into a corner now the club where 
they they have no choice. They have to to do this. They have to spend the money. Um, getting firebombed otherwise. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a disaster for him. So, I think he didn't really have much of a choice on that. And and to be fair, you know, I've been a Levy out for for several years, but I you know you have to give a credit where it's due. He has backed Paratici to do what he needs to do on and off the pitch. So I think when you're looking at it from from that aspect, you you do sort of look at it and think. The three signings that have been made, make no mistake about it, the first two would have never have been made um, in years gone by. We would C- never certainly have perished Paris with his age. None. No. And and also, you look at Forster and you look at the fact of what he brought in terms of, um, you know, the homegrown side. Because why on earth we ever, our second goalkeeper was non-homegrown was, was crazy. That completely <laughs> defeated the object with that. So, that was a sensible approach. And look, you know, the whole Basuma thing, you know, when you listen to what's being said with regards to, um, you know, Sky Sports, you listen to everything else that's being said. I don't think there's anything that comes back off of that. Um, and when you look at what Tottenham are now trying to do going forward, they're trying to get a lot of the business done early so that this way then they can make sure that Conte has the players he wants, you know, Within the next three weeks, that's what I think will happen. We'll we'll do more business. I think there'll be another two, three players brought in. Yeah, I do within well. the before we go off to Korea. Yeah, I do. Mac, you can leave now. You've got someone talking sense on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your what's your opinion on the transfer Tottenham made so far? Good. Yeah, do you like Perisic? Yeah, Barbasuma. Yeah, anything forced as a good backup for goalkeeper for Hugo? Yeah, I think we're going to get more. No. That, you know, do we get any more signings? <laughs> you think that's it? You think Levy shafted us? Mm-hmm. Really? How what you reckon? Mm-hmm. Woman's intuition, boys. There you go. Oh, wow. dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. How many Let's more signings do you reckon? Do you think any more are coming, genuinely? Or do you think we'll get any more? Don't listen. <laughs> we, we've got a time limit. You need to like hurry up. <laughs> Be realistic. <laughs> one, to, one to five, how many are we going to get? 20. One to five. How many more? 20. We ain't getting twenty more signings. Yeah, you are. I'll be a knobhead. Yeah, you are. I'm being a knobhead now. For my favourite Tottenham right. player is Lucas Moura. I also packed about me. My favourite Tottenham player is Lucas Moura. Moura. <laughs> Come on. Right. Away. 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 You know the. <laughs> right. Sod off. I'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. And you're gonna. Yeah. Really. No. Please. You're witnessing a family at war. Yeah. Well, let, let's come to you, Vez. Uh, you've kind of already answered this, but Bob kind of beat me to uh, the banner. Is this a change in Spurs transfer policy? Obviously, we, we've never, ever had signings this early before in a window, and we've got three. Mm-hmm. Perisic is obviously a Conte one. Obviously yep. a Conte one. For, I heard rumours, whether it's true, I mean, Twitter is full of rumours that uh, 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 Paratici wanted that McKinney guy. Conte mm-hmm. said, no, I want Basuma. We've got Basuma. Mm-hmm. So if that is true, that's, again, another Conte signing. And, and we haven't seen that before, have we? With uh, Le- Levy has spent money, but it's on players that he wants, not who the manager wants. Yeah. And, and is this a change in the policy? Or do you think it's just something that has to be done and it's just going to be done as a one-off because... 
it has to be done and then it might revert to type, certainly when Conte goes anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you can't, we, it's too early to say whether it's a change of transfer policy or whether or not it's a temporary thing. I've already, I've always said that, you know, the, the sort of the clarion call that you get from certain quarters is, oh, he's got the players in early, so you've got to stop being anti-Levy now. It's like, what, because of one transfer window? You know what, I, 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 I'd say what I normally say about Levy, but then I'd, I'd feel really bad to the three people I'm on here with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because you've, you've got hair, all right, doesn't make you special, G, all right? Don't start getting ideas above your station. Listen, no, no, no. It's, mate, it's not right. just, right, but it's, it connects all the way around. Yeah. Good, oh, yeah, good, yeah. good syrups do that, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is, Yours is very, very right. good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, yeah. Look at that. It stays on. Don't fucking move, mate. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, mate. She's gonna roller coaster up like this, other fuckers. Right. Um. Let me finish. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me The thing that I was gonna say. I just wanted to finish this. Um. One transfer window is not enough. I've said that I will still yeah. be critical and um, and and yeah, critical of Levy and unconvinced as to his suitability as a football chairman until a minimum, a minimum of four transfer windows, possibly more, in which he has demonstrated that he is he has realised that he is not equipped to deal with football matters. Chris, when can I ask you something? That, then I will change my stance. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I'm thinking of something else, but <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong and I'm recalling things things very wrongly when I say this. But did um did at any point Tottenham as a as a club, Enoch, say that once we've done the stadium, once we start getting a revenue in from the stadium, blah blah blah, we would then start having more money for transfers. No, they never said that, but they've they've made they've they've suggested it by saying it's a game changer. That, it's, that's it was actual. more to be right, fair. That it's, so it's born out of that con because I was going to play because I, I wanted to clarify that comment before I said before my comment of playing devil's advocate slightly. Um, could this be could this be the start of the turn in the tide potentially? Yeah, yeah potentially, possibly. I think I think the one thing I would I would say with the Levy situation is I'm slightly different to Rez. I've not been a massive fan of of how we've acted as a club in terms of buying and selling players. But one of the things that we are sort of seeing, which I think is where the where signs see it very differently. If you've looked at people who've come in before as director of footballs, so we're talking about the Frank Arnesons, the Demian Camolis, people like that, they've kind of just been a sitting duck, really. They've just been there as a token gesture. You know, I think, you know, I heard a lot of stories that Steve Hitchin would turn around and would say to Daniel Levy, look, I can get this, 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 this and this player for us. And Daniel Levy was like, yeah, it's nice, but we're not getting them. So in the end, he was left with the players that he was told to get. And what I do think is very interesting from what we're starting to see. And last season, we started to see it because I do think, let's not make any mistake about it. I think... Yes, people say, but, you know, Nuno was, was Paratici's choice. But I think that was Paratici's choice based on the remit he was given, which was 
a, a corporate man who'll do as he's told um, and will just be grateful he's got a job with Premier League experience, which is why I think they went for him over Fonseca. But when you look at what is now sort of trying to come out, it's almost as if we're seeing what a director of football should be, which is someone who, who takes control of the football matters. And I think that is where it will be very interesting to see this going forward, to see what is the plan after the next, let's say, two years. Because I, I believe that Conte will be here for next season and the season after that. If you look at how deals are being set up, Perisic is here for two years. Lloris has got another two years. You almost look at those type of players and you think, well, they're going to be there for two years because Conte will be there for two years. So I think we have to almost accept by previous submission, yes, what Levy has done in the past on the football side hasn't been great. But one of the interesting things is, and I think why we're probably seeing is not only because I think the fans would turn, but we're in a situation similar to when Pochettino took the club to finishing second behind Chelsea, uh, you know, interestingly finishing behind Conte mm. and making the decision to do the 500 days without signing anybody rather than actually backing him. And I think this is what we're hopefully maybe seeing is the club are starting to realise that the excuses have gone as far as they can go. You know, the stadium has had its limits. The pandemic although it is still there, the stadium is being filled. You know, we've got the concerts being there. We've got all of these things going on. So that you can't really sort of now say, oh, but because of X, Y and Z. And to be fair, the club, I think, have realised that, have realised the situation they put themselves in, have realised also this opportunity that they've got with Conte. Because... If you look at the clubs around, yes, okay, City are doing business early, Liverpool are doing business early, but they're losing Mane. You know, you've got, you know, City potentially could lose Sterling um, and Jesus. You know, that you know, Chelsea are completely going to be an unknown at the moment with everything that's going on. So this is the time that Tottenham, I think, have realised, actually, we have to take advantage because... While everyone else, including Arsenal, um, are having to make changes and, and adaptions, we don't. We just have to basically back Paratici to back Conte to give him the players that we that he needs. And I think what we're starting to see is a decent start. I think it's not something that any of us were expecting them to actually do not only go for older players, but actually put money on the table. And bearing in mind in years gone by, it was always, oh, we need to sell this player first before we buy somebody. We've bought Pesuma and we haven't, the only player we sold is Carter Vickers for money. Mm. We've still got Winks. We've still got the Celso. We've still got Ndombele. These are players that in years gone by, would have, we would have done everything to get them out the door first to recoup our money. If you look at as well what's being talked about, we're talking about potentially selling the Celso for half what we signed him for. I think Daniel Lever will just drive and Dombele out of the club if someone will take him. You know, Although, it's, it's, there, it's is, there is there is there is concern though, Justin. There is one concern. What see, Levy's approach has always been about this idea of sustainability. You know, of, of living within the means. What's happened with the stadium generating money is that the means have gone up one level. 
right? The question then becomes, is he then going to stay at this sort of same level? And it's a case of, has it been a concatenation of circumstance that has allowed him to do that this time, but will still revert, you know, we still not, and this is not me saying we have to, but it's a good indicator. We've not spent big yet. No, right? but, to, but to be fair, one thing I would say is we've not spent big, but if you look at some of the deals we've done, we've spent mm -hmm. clever. Let's not forget, sure. we got a season out of Romero and we didn't buy him. Yes, we'll buy him this year. So that's yeah. 50 million quid. You know, people were screaming, get Kulisevsky side. I was. And then I realised when I looked at it, why? You know, yes, he's been brilliant. You don't want to lose him. But as Matt rightly says, you don't need to. You've got him for another year. So sure. what you almost will see with Tottenham, I think, will be a, a situation where deals will be done in a way. And let's not forget, if it goes the way that potentially we're you're saying as it is with the level that Levy is working on, then potentially you're saying that Tottenham could in theory spend £150 million every season. And bearing in mind, they will do that on players that they will look at and say, like, next season they'll they'll sign up Kulisevsky. You know, they might get somebody else on loan and, and, and do the same. So it's allowing them that opportunity to almost to try before you buy with some of these players, see how they work. But it's doing it in a clever way that is allowing them to back the manager and potentially spend money that ultimately we've never seen. Let's not forget, if we're working on the premise of what you said, I cannot recall the last time Tom has spent £150 million year on year on year. And potentially that is On what players, be specific, on players, property, on players, probably. Absolutely, yeah. And but, but this is my point. This is the point that I'm making, is that it's not a case... Again, it's, it's, that, it's that question of trust, right? Look, I, we all trust Conte, right? We do. We trust Conte to do the thing. We, we don't trust him. We don't trust Levy. There were players that we didn't trust. You know, we don't trust Ndombele. We don't trust Lacelso. Everything in football, as a as a spectator, really does hinge on how much you trust the people that are involved in it. So, right now, I don't trust Levy. It's not a question of what he's done, what he hasn't done, as you know, specific yeah. things. The way that he has or hasn't done something that makes me distrust him. And so. Let me just say this: if he, if he, even if he spent, say, two hundred million pounds, if you're using that measure this summer, I still wouldn't trust him. No, because I, I don't I, know whether he's going to do it again. I think you know? the interesting thing is this is where potentially, because I do, as I said, I've not been a Levy fan, and I'm not a Levy fan in terms of from the football aspect. That's sure. the one thing I will say when it comes to a football aspect. And I remember listening to Simon Jordan and he said it so spot on. The guy's an accountant. He yeah. looks at facts and figures. That's it. That's all he looks at. And I think what we're starting to see now, and we started to see snippets of it last season, of him sort of putting the football side over to Paratici. And I think it's almost been a case of, and this is where owners, you know, and Chelsea will find this out, Owners should never, 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 never get involved with doing deals because they focus on that. Nothing yeah. else. 
what we should hopefully see now is with the situation with Paratici where he's changing things behind the scenes from a football aspect and he's changing all the, and buying his players and doing all these things, he's focused on the football. If Daniel Levy is doing his job in terms of business and focusing on business, getting the likes of Lady Gaga and, and Guns N' Roses and getting the NFL, getting people to focus on the naming rights and things like that, brilliant. That's your job. Yeah. Do that. You do that right. excellently. When you focus on football, you're shit. And that is yeah. the where I think the problem <laughs> lies. He dabbled, he has dabbled far too much in football. Hopefully, what we're seeing now is him taking that step back, focusing on the business side, so that Paratici can do what he is paid to do to yeah. work with the manager and get the players the manager wants. Because we Absolutely. saw it under Pochettino, he never, I can't think he got many of the players he truly wanted. You know, Mourinho complained when he didn't get the players that he wanted, you know. And now what we're seeing is a manager working with a, a director of football and that the actual owner is doing what he should be doing. And that's focusing on business. That's not we're speculating. Well, and, and that's as, as, it, as we see on paper yeah, now, I think that's yeah. the key part. We're seeing it yeah. in front of us. It will be interesting to see if that continues. But exactly. at the moment, what we're seeing, we have to hope that is it going forward. It's going okay. to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to think that who's a better businessman, Conte or Levy? Because maybe yeah. he's the type of Matt, the man. It, because there's also that element of have we finally got a manager that Levy believes in and, and actually listens to? So, because, you know, as we go, he's a businessman, he's an accountant, he's looking at the bottom line. We've said this before, Race, haven't we? How many times have we said that he's looking at players with resale value, you know, rather than actually saying, but if you go this far in this and you go this far in this and you win this and you win that, all of a sudden, you might get an extra five million for the 22-year-old you signed fucking three years ago. But in that time, if you get this player instead and you do this, this and this, you're going to get 20 million. It's quite, um, and... it's quite an interesting point with that, because what I would say to that, Conte was very clever when he took the job, because you that Man United game, Levy was backed into a corner. He was screwed. Oh, yeah. He had to get rid of Nuno and he couldn't do what he normally would have done because the fans wouldn't have taken it. He couldn't have gone and got... A Belgian unknown or or some, you know, Hassan Hootel from like a Southampton or someone like that, because the fans would have bought it. So when Conte came in, it was very clear. He knew. And once he got success and where he's got Tottenham now to finishing fourth, which I think I I you know, how we we sit there and you look at the Premier League putting Eddie Howe in contention for Premier League manager of the season, yet Conte's not in there. I don't understand that because I think what they both did was an amazing job. But Conte was very clever because he got the fan base on his side. And ultimately, he said he knew. He knew. I walk, you're screwed. Simple he, tapped, he tapped, into, he, he tapped oh, yeah. into the hatred. He but tapped also, into you, it straight away. You talked about players that potentially have resale value. If you look at how Tottenham have done it, with the players they bought that don't, they paid no money for them. Perisic, Forster, there's no resale value, but Tottenham haven't paid anything. Basuma... If he does well, he could be sold for a lot more money. So I do think there's a fair balance with that. But what I would say is, is that I think Conte will get probably everything he wants because I just don't think Levy has got anywhere to go outside yeah, of it. He's had, he's, had, he's had Mourinho as a Champions League winner. He saw what Pochettino could have done. He's now got a winner with Conte. 
I can't see who's next no. until the silverware's on the table. I think it's a good sign. It's a good sign that things are changing and that Levy is, t- is stepping to the side, letting Power Teacher do his mm. thing. But as Vez says, it has How to long? be longer than one transfer window, yeah. two transfer yeah. windows, three transfer windows. So it remains to be seen. But at the moment, I think it's a good sign that things are changing. But obviously, you, 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 listen, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was, they say one, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but it's a good start. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it is, it's a good start. It's, it's something that we, we need to see to become, become a regular, you know, even if it's a hundred million pounds you know, per transfer window plus whatever we sell. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be 100, 150 every time, £200 million. Pounds. You know, it has to be the yeah. players that the manager wants to fit into his yeah. system, regardless yes. of how much they are. That's or, it. Or, and, and this, is, and this, is, why I'm, this is why I scoff at, at some Spurs fans, uh, at what they're saying about, oh, we're supposed to have all this money and we've only spent £25 million. Pounds. And the Arsenal fans are scoffing, saying that we've got, you know, the geriatrics coming in. If these players, like I said, we've said, we've all said it. If Conte wants these players, if Conte sees that these players are going to do a job, doesn't matter. And what I said earlier, it all comes down to money. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We spend 150 million or 500 million pounds. As long as that manager's got the people he wants, as long as he's got the players he knows he can work with and tra- move that team forward, it don't matter. Well, the free transfers could be crucial as well because you've got two players yeah. in there, three free on players that we need to be able to spend on stuff that we do need. And you've got five subs this season, which the five subs now, not only does it allow people to, you know, if people are tired or whatever to bring on or change something slightly, five subs, it allows a manager to completely change his tactics mid-game, completely change yeah. his formation. And, and <laughs> you talk about plans B, C, and D, <laughs> up to plan Z. You, it's massively crucial. So this squad, the squad this season is more important than it's ever been, I think. But yeah. uh, in terms of squad the key, and transfers... The key, the key to it is this. is not. It's not about how much you spend, necessarily. It is about having the commitment to spending where necessary, right? That's what has been missing. Levy has always been... His, his, his spending has always been caveated. It's always been uncertain. It's always been conditional, and the the key for me is if he then de- if he if he demonstrates that he has understood that, as I've said before, in a football context, the footballing side of a club is a black hole into which money disappears. Right? Don't think of getting that money back. Don't think of recouping. Don't think of return on investment or any of those financial things. It's a black hole. Once the money's in. It's gone. If if any of it comes back out again at some point when you sell a player, fantastic. That's a bonus. Yeah. But don't bank on that happening. And I still have Levy's key thing that he said over the years that still sticks with me is when he turned around to the foot to the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust and categorically said, in his view, spending does not correlate with success. Right? That is the key thing. Until he shows me that that phrase is now out of his head. Technically, he's right. Technically, he's right. Technically, he's right. Technically, he's right. And this is and this is what we just said. And this is what we just. We've all just agreed. But we've all just agreed when I just said. We all didn't we? Response. It was in response to that period of time where we didn't sign anyone. Yeah. It was in a question. It was in response to a question that was asked about that. Yeah. Right. Yes, he's right. 
You can spend fuck tons and get nothing, or you can spend frugally and get it all. Look at Leicester. Yeah. Right? Well, you you look at a <laughs> definition of poor spending. You, you go no further than Everton. You know, exactly. spent a ridiculous exactly. hundred millions of pounds yeah. to finish nearly, bo- you know, nearly relegated. Nearly so, yeah. you know, I do get in a sense what he's referring to from that, yeah. but ultimately spending has to be done in a mature way. And I think the problem is at Tottenham, it's been in years gone by, it's been done in a way that is a, you know, a profit, profit and loss section where it is you're yeah. buying somebody for the, for a business perspective rather than a football perspective. Absolutely. You know, nobody in a million years would have turned around. I can't think of how many other clubs we were fighting to get Clinton in G and 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 Kevin and Kimberly, yeah. you know, we're yeah. talking he about wanted Mane, Pochettino, didn't he, for thirty million yeah. from Southampton, yeah. and we got Clinton and he wanted well, Ronaldo, he wanted... and we went and bought Sissoko. So th- well, that's exactly the point here. Yeah, it doesn't matter and, how and, much and, money you spend, get the players in that the manager wants, not not yeah. chief alternatives or or other alternatives. It's got to be done right. But yeah, that, you know, don't get me wrong. He's, he's the odd gem. The, the odd gem has been found. Son was a genius yeah, guy, uh, but Pochettino yeah. wanted him. I read Poch's book. He wanted him at Southampton when he was at Southampton, moves to Spurs, and then he mm. wanted him at Spurs. We went and got Son. Uh, but that was cheap as well, 70 million or something like that for Son at, at the time, which what was fairly cheap for how well, I mean, there's, there's, been, there's, been some, there's been some gems that have come out of it, don't get me wrong, but sunshine's our dogs are some days with that. Do you know what I mean? You go yeah, to an antique spare yeah. fucking once a week, yeah, every week, I you're going to find something eventually. Yeah, let, let's move on to who we think are next. A few comments first. Uh, Gavinsky Knight, caller, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, shouldn't we have the left centre-back sorted out by now? Uh, we need to get this back line sorted out quickly, so why aren't we going in for the likes of Botman and Bremner? And Terry Wright's replied, I think they may still be holding out for uh, Bastoni. Uh, yeah. Kavinsky yeah. has also said, we're apparently in talks with Rafinha today. I saw that as well. Arsenal favourites signing. Bullshit Monday is here. Uh, but he's going on to say, in his opinion, our main focus should be on sorting that left-back, centre-back position. Is there anyone in here? Uh, so... Yeah, come to you, uh, Mac. Come to you first. Who's next? This isn't who we need, what positions we need. This is who you think will be next. Uh, what else we need will be later on. But uh, there's loads, and, and, and we'll talk about the rumours. But for you, who, who, who do you think will be next? I still think Ericsson will sign for us because I think it's free, relatively risk free. Like I said, with a squad, gives us a, pl- a different plan. Uh, that's just my opinion, but for you, yeah, who do you think will be next? yeah, I, I, I understand your opinion. I, I get it. I'm, 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 I'm kind of in agreement. I think Ericsson is somewhere on the peripheral. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't believe everything I, I read on Twitter. Um, you know, one minute he's, he's, he's all in. Next minute, it's we don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're connected. We're connected with so many different players. You know, we've had so many different connections: Rafina, Richarlison, you know, Ericsson, Pau Torres, uh, Bremer, Bremer, whatever they call him. Um, you know, Bastini. Just, just to name a few. I mean, I mean Kavinsky um, here basically says what you've just been saying. According to clickbait football terrorist Ericsson has agreed terms with Man United. You'll go on Twitter tomorrow, and. Uh, yeah, and he'll, and, and, he'll, he'll and, and link with us again, and he says that uh, he doesn't fit Conte's system. I think I think he I think he would. I think he'll change the way he plays. Yeah, I I I just think game again with his condition. Yeah, I just think I just think 
mate, I just, I just think at the moment it's a case of watch this space. It, it could be fucking anybody right now. We could have, we could be fucking having a new tea lady holding up a shirt. We're connected with so many different people. Um, <laughs> you know, Royal the Rovers could be there for the, for next. You know, it's, it, it's, it is, is. We, it, it, I don't, I don't understand. I don't see um, a clear path for who the next, our next player is. Yeah. What about you? Because Vez? there are so many irons. What about you? There's any, any. I, I think this person will be in next, or is it again? Uh, who bloody knows? And, and in terms of left yeah. centre back, is that a pro- no? We'll, we'll come to what we need later on. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll park that one for the minute. Pretend I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Unless we want. Who, who's next Aaron, for you? Who's next for you? You see, the the, the the key is not about when per se, in terms of it's got to be... we Now that we've done Basuma, the next signing needs to be in three days or we're falling behind again. No, no, no. Yeah. No, this is, these are complex deals. There'll be delays and things like that all the time, right? <coughs> Ericsson, for me, was never a priority. But when Basuma was signed, I thought, right, that central midfield is now... The default central midfield is now set. So if you do want to have someone like Ericsson as an extra, as an option, yeah, that's fine. But it's still not a priority, right? For me, right now, the priorities are another right, a right wing back that, and people are going to, people are going to throw pelters at me, who is not Jed Spence. I'm not opposed to Jed Spence. Thank you. He's too young, isn't he? He's had two premiership experiences in the cup. Against a terrible yeah. Arsenal side, and I forget who the other team. That's it, mate. Two shags don't make you a porn star, do they? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> right. Jed Spence might one day, and I've said I said this about Emerson Royale, right? Jed Spence may one day be the greatest right wing back in the history of the universe, right? Ever for all eternity, but he's not that right now. Okay, we need someone who who you will look at and say, yes, that is a starting right wing back for a top four Premier League club. And Jed Spence is not that right now. He may become that, and he may need someone to help him become that, but we've got to go and get that person, right? Yeah. Oh, they've come for you. <laughs> Tax of a raise. That's why he shaved his beard off. He hasn't got away with it, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right wing back we need. I'm going to close the fucking window. This is ridiculous. Right wing back we need. We need... What about um, this one, Rez? Uh, uh, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, uh, Kavinsky said, we need to forget about Spence, find another English player to fill the English quote. How about transforming Wilson of Fulham into a wing back? 10 goals, 19 assists last year at Fulham. It's the, same, same, equation. It's the same equation as Jed Spence. Right? This... what What we're doing is it's almost like flavor of the month. It's almost like, ooh, they did well. Let's go get them. But you've got to look at the system that they've played in, the opposition they've played against, their age, their experience, all sorts of different things, factors have to be played in there, right? That's why the players that you think are better or, you know, are, are more proven are more expensive, Right? That's where it all stems from. We need to get in a right wing back because of the fact, and and let's say, let's just hypothetically say that Gary, uh, what's it called, Gary Doherty, Matt Doherty, uh, has turned a corner and will become 
um, you know, the, the, this right wing back that we need. He's not going to be playing until about December time. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because of his injury and because of the World Cup. Is he out for that Cup. long, is he? Well, he's yeah. out until around the World Cup and then there's recovery oh, wow. and all of that oh, stuff. Wow. Okay. You know, so it's going to take time. So first game of the season is going to not be Matt Doherty, right? Do we do we really believe that it should be Jed Spence or Emerson Royale? Have either of them shown anything to demonstrate that they are competent to be in that right wing back role for a club that wants to challenge for real significant honours? The answer in my mind is no. So we need a right wing back, a proven one, a good one, along the line, similar to Perisic on the left. Perisic on the left is fantastic because he's got experience, he's got skill, he's got ability, he's proven himself. That is a great left wing back to have. So we need someone like that on the right, not necessarily that age, someone that doesn't not necessarily someone who's free, you know, you go and buy or you get free, old, young, whatever, but proven, someone that you can have confidence in that. When it comes to the central defense, that's the next priority. But in actual fact, it's not as pressing a priority in my mind as the front three. Right now, we've got five front players. One of them is almost definitively going to leave. The other one is inconsistent. And in well, my mind... Talk that, there's, there's talk that more, I'm assuming the inconsistent one is who you're referring to there. Yeah. There's talk that Juventus, will come to internet rumours a bit later on, but Juventus yeah. are keen on him. We've quoted 17 million. And, and I'm assuming the other one you're referring to is Bergwijn, who's... Yeah. I'd be very surprised if he's there at the start of the season. Yeah. So yeah, we need we need five. We need five forwards for three up front because you need that for rotation and injury cover, right? Mm -hmm. So we need two forwards, okay? Our central defence can do with upgrading. I 100% agree. I think that we should be going for the likes of Bastoni or Bremer. There are other names swirling around like Evan and Deeker and people like that as well. I'm I'm not up to speed with yeah, them. Into yeah, we'll, that. we'll come to internet yeah. rumours in a bit, but yeah, because I mean yeah. that could be a whole stream in itself. But yeah, another centre back, absolutely. But forwards are really important right now. We need two new forwards. So in order of priority for me, right wing back first, two new forwards, then a central defender. That's the four that we yeah. have to have to get, have to address. And then if Ericsson comes, great. Yeah, a couple of comments, uh, uh, Kavinsky, uh, that we have to fill the English quota and talk about the English quota audio artisan. Shout out to Alfie Devine for his goal with the England under-19s. Fantastic goal, if you great don't finish, see it. Yeah. Uh, Kavinsky's echoed that sentiments as well. Uh, I mean, he could fill the English quota, but for me, a bit too young. He needs to go out on loan and and and, and get some game time. Same with Dane Scarlett as well. Uh, Dane Scarlett yeah. ain't ready to fill those one of those front three if one of them should get no. injured. Uh, in terms of left wing back, just raising a question about Wilson because he's got a brilliant cross on him, creating goals and assists. Uh, yeah, maybe, and as, maybe, maybe as someone to to be an understudy to yeah. a proven right wing back, the same as Jed Spence. I don't yeah. mind Jed Spence mm. if he's not the main man. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah I mean, that's and, and just Justin, you uh, will come back to uh, uh, who we need a bit later on. Uh, but who do you think will be next? Or, or well, are you with I, uh, there's so many. I've got. No I, well, I'm, idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with with probably the others in terms of the Jed Spence situation because, in my opinion, from what I have seen of him, you know, I do think that he. Um, 
It's you good know, points. Mordio asked that Robertson came from Hull, so you know, I had come... in League Four Hull before he went to Liverpool. Hmm. Oh, right. So, to me, as I said, I'm somebody who I would like Jed Spence. I think what I've said of him is qualities. I think for the way that Conte would want to set up, I, you know, to me, I think that works well. I think also if we can get him for fifteen to twenty million, I think it then means because. I do agree with one thing on Rez. I do think the front three is is a bigger area to be spending money on. And let's not forget as well, I do think that defence will be somewhere we'll spend. It will be interesting because obviously we're seeing Inter Milan spend money like like it's like it's water and they haven't got it. So from <laughs> what I can gather, it's a case of they, they're gonna sell. Tottenham have pretty much gone to him and said, well, we'll either take Bastoni or Martinez. I don't think they want to get rid of Martinez. So I think it will either be Skriniar if they could do a deal with PSG or will we get Bastoni. So I think that's why that doesn't move. But in terms of what comes in next, I think it'll either be a centre-back or someone up top because it's very interesting when you listen to what's being spoken about, about the Rafinha um, situation, about Jesus that's being spoken about as well. There's When you look at what Tottenham are looking at, they're not looking for an out-and-out striker. And that's where Tottenham have gone wrong for so long, is trying to find a guy who can fill one spot. Because we've got one guy who can fill one spot, and you're not going to get in front of him, and his name's Harry Kane. You can forget it. It's never going to happen. So ultimately, you either are going to have to find somebody who backs himself to do that, which is crazy because they're not, or you're going to have to find somebody who can cover for Kulisevsky, come on for him, or come can come on for Son, or can come on for Kane, or can come on with Kane and Kane. But, but, but this, and this is where area. somebody like Richarlison is a fantastic signing. Yeah, and exactly. and, because and they cover the front three. Yeah, and I think absolutely, Doesn't... you know, when you look at Richarlison, you look at Rafinha, you look at Jesus, you know, any one of those, I think, and what I do like about those three over Martinez is... Martinez would be a gamble. Let's let's make no mistake about that. That is a guy who's having to come over to the English league. Yes, we saw, you know, Romero come over, who's Argentinian, who did a cracking job. But we saw Lacelso come over, who's Argentinian, and has done a crack job. So, did you, did you, so watch, did you watch Tommy's stream last night? No, no, I didn't get a chance to watch that. All right, because I watched Tommy's stream. I, I was on to, and I, I pretty much said the same thing because he said Richarlison or Martinez, and I said Richarlison because he's proven. He's yeah. proven in the Premier League. Tommy's a big fan of Martinez, though, isn't he? Oh, he has been he's, a very, he's a very big fan of him. But, I, you know, and I said, Richard, for me, Richardson's has proven he plays across the front three. No yeah. matter how much of a bit. And this was when I made the comment, and this is probably why Bob made the comment about Undenbele, you know, reports from being a footballer. He, you know, we said, you know, Undenbele was, was supposed to have been a beast. You know, come over, he was supposed to have had, mm. you know, all this about him and he was going to be perfect for the Premier League. And he ended up being dog shit. And that's why, for me, Richardson would be a bit, and being 20, 26, 27 million pounds cheaper. Well, this is this is exactly why I say about the options that Tottenham are looking at, any one of them, because again, Premier League experience can play anywhere across the front three, you know, and, and that is something we're really going to need. And, and to be honest, they're not going to cost, uh, you know, I think they might even be cheaper, you know. And we've got players, let's not forget, if we do look at the Richarlison one, you know, Winks. We know that Winks is wanted by Everton. 
We know we may be able to do a deal with Leeds for Winks because if they sell Phillips to Man City, they need a replacement. So Winks is a cheap option for that. So I do think that there is something to be looked at with those type of players. So I either think it will be a centre-back, a left-sided one, I think, or it will be someone up top. Mm. I think the wing-back side will just be a deal done with Spence or... If someone else comes up that they have to pull the trigger on, it will, you know, it'll be something my, like that. Really. My only issue with Richarlison is his attitude. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he's he'd fit with with Conte there. He, he seems a bit petulant. And can I can I put a twist? Can, can I put a twist on that? I think Richarlison's got. A, I think Richarlison's got a winning attitude, and I think the reason that people are misinterpreting his attitude for being a bad attitude is because he's frustrated that he's left Watford, knowing, thinking he was going to a better club in Everton, and realizing that actually he's he, he's probably made a duff move and should have held out for somebody else. We don't know who else was in for him at the time, um, and and I think that he's he's frustrated. I think under Conte in on a winning side on a team that's going to do a lot better playing Champions League football. I think you might see a complete turnaround in in the type of, of mentality that, that the guy's got. Um, and you I know, he's... I don't think there is that there is this bad attitude that people think. People yeah. look at the fact that he dives in games and ascribe a bad attitude to him, right? But we had a player like that, and we knew for a fact his attitude wasn't a problem, and that was Lamella, who was the ultimate shit house. <laughs> Right? Oh yeah, but he didn't have a bad attitude. Everyone loved Coco, right? Yeah, he was. His injuries was the problem. That was it. Man. You know what it was? Was it nearly two years out at one point? Yeah, yeah, right. But everyone loved him. You know, in the dressing room, he was popular. With the fans, he was popular. You know, there was never. He never. He never hid. And you know what? And, and and he had time for everybody as well. Yeah, he came, he came, I remember being at Wembley. Remember being at Wembley, mate. He was coming off from his warm up. I managed to shout him. I was near the, I was right next to the dugout with the kids. They were about three and four. And I shouted, Eric, Eric, pointed at the kids from the warm up. And you never see a player from a warm up going back to the yeah. dressing room. Came straight over, picture with the kids, shook his hand. Thank you very much. He was like, no worries. Routed the kids, fucked off back down for ready for, for pre game. <laughs> right? Eric Lamella. It was fucking yeah. brilliant. I love the bloke. I thought it was amazing. Richarlison, he he winds up opposition. So everyone's oh, everyone God, yeah. other than Everton fans, everyone other than Everton fans say, Oh, he's got a bad attitude because he pissed me off. It essentially comes down to that. I, right? I like the char- I like Richarlison. Yeah. I like I mean, his shit housery. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I've got my we- reservations about him, but like I've been saying on streams for about three months or however long the season ended. If, if Conte wants a player, I want that player. So if he wants for Charleston, I'll soon change yeah. my mind. If Conte wanted to jump I... off a cliff, would you want to jump off one as well? Depends on what was yes. below. If they were, the know, point I'm trying yes. to make is just because Conte wants for Charleston doesn't mean your opinions can change. If you think the guy's a bit of an arsehole with a bad attitude, that's your opinion, mate. Opinions are like arseholes. We've all got one. And, every, and sometimes some of them stink. That's it. Bottom line. We don't all have to agree. But it, say, it, goes, it goes back to saying what Vez said. I'm not saying I'm not saying you 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 I'm not saying that your point stinks, by the way. Um yes, <laughs> just the phrase goes, I use. But what, what, <laughs> I, I think what I'm trying to say is what Vez was saying earlier is we trust Conte, we don't trust Levy. So if if Conte yeah. wants this player and I don't want him, 
Conte knows more than me about how he's going to fit into his system. But uh, let me get to a few comments. Uh, news flash, new to the channel. Uh, thanks so much for jo joining us and, and coming on and, and giving us a try. Uh, if you like what you see, please hit the like. Uh, and everybody in the chat, thanks so much. You know, comment who your favourite one is. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Hi to everyone. New to the channel. Hope you like everyone and Mac. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, Kavinsky uh, uh, reported we were looking at Diaz for Blackburn, also got 22 goals. Also should look at Mitrovic and Wilson. Mitrovic has never done it in the Premier League. That's a real, yeah. real gamble, that one. Uh, and yeah, Vashalison, Rafina are hot because they're Prem proven, so I'll be happy with either. Or yeah. One of them or both. But uh, let's kind of move, we'll come on to you, Justin. Uh, Vez has kind of already answered this question uh, for his opinion, but what else do we need? And, and, and I suppose that's... I'll go and get some water. I'll be back. I'll yeah. be back. And, and, and I suppose it's also in terms of what do we need? What, what are we trying to achieve next season? For me, I think third is well in our reach and uh, an FA Cup or League Cup. I think regardless of how many signings we make, I still think it's a bit of a tough ask to, to be challenging Liverpool and City. But... Who knows, you know, with the World Cup coming on, injuries, all it needs is, uh, you know, Salah and uh, Haaland and a, a couple of others to get real long-term injuries and our players to be scot-free in that respect. Yeah, because uh, we so, hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, so Justin, for you, uh, what else do we need? And, and, and what, what, what are your aims for next season? And what do you think we need to achieve those? So I think if I was looking at from a business perspective of what we need in terms of football-wise, I think we need a left-sided centre-back, you know, no question. Um, I think Davies has done an excellent job, but, you know, we're talking about wanting to take the next level. And that's the thing we've got to be looking at is which players can take us to the next level. I think maybe Dyer would be OK to get us through if we couldn't get someone for central. Um, but ultimately, I do think left-sided is, is, a, is a vital area we need to be looking at. I think central midfield is done. I, I, I don't think we need to be looking at anybody for that. I mean, if we're um, playing two in midfield like he was at the end of the season, we've got two lots of those. All, you know, Skip, Hoiberg, uh, Benton Kerr and Basuma. It then allows Winks to go as well. Uh, for, that's yeah, fucking sake, disrespect well for getting Winks. Yeah, for, for well, I, 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 I think it's... Our midfield is really strong here, I think. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it is a shame because Winks, Wink, you know, that's why I find it a little bit annoying when people go about people's attitude and things like that. Winks had an excellent attitude. He was a model professional, but just wasn't good enough for what we needed, you know, and that kind of highlights why when you look at players, insert players' attitude, you, you, yes, that could be an issue, but as I said, Winks was brilliant, but wasn't that top level footballer. So I do think the centre part isn't a problem. For me, I do think if I was looking, if you told me I could sign three players for Spurs, it'd be a left centre back, it'd be a playmaker, and it would be somebody who can play across the front three. That, those are the three areas I do think Tottenham really need to focus on um, with what is out there. And let's face facts, there is so much out there that Tottenham could sign, even on the freebie market. Okay, mm. you know, we're hearing a lot of rumours that, that Ericsson is wanting far too much money than what Spurs want to pay, you know, and, and Man United, that was probably the only way they were going to get him, was just to throw money at him. And I can't blame him for that. The guy technically died on a pitch, you know, so to him, 
he's looking at it and thinking, I want to just get as much money as I can while playing football. I don't, so I don't I think you can blame any for player for, for, no. for demanding more money if someone's offering it. Like I, You hear people all the time going, oh, these footballers get paid too much money. But in, if you're in a job and someone comes to you and goes, I'll quadruple your wage for doing the same job, yeah. it doesn't matter who you're working for, you're going to take it. It's just, this is a completely, this is, this is, a, yeah, in a completely well, different situation. And, and him, quadrupling your money is yeah. is is like becoming a millionaire in a month. Yeah. And let's talk, let, let's face facts about this guy is this is probably his last big deal. Hmm. So if you think about it from his perspective, if somebody's gonna turn around and give him that ridiculous amount of money, you you, you can't begrudge him that you really can't. But and, he also and, said about the Champions League, didn't he? And he did, also but... I've seen he wants to live in London. So we'll come to the yeah. transfer rumour thing a bit later. Uh, yeah. But in terms of myself, it'd be a left centre back, a playmaker. Um, I want someone across, someone across the front three. Yeah, we're, no, we're no. focusing too much on Ericsson. It's it's almost like yeah. it's Ericsson or bust at the moment for some people. And I, I just, it's like, look, if 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 we get him back, and he is part of Conte's plans, fine, great. But if he's not, it's not the end of the world. We all we all agree, we all agree why it makes sense for him to come back, but whether he yeah. does or not is irrelevant. No. I mean, I understand yeah. the romanticism of it, and I understand the emotion behind it because you know he was a great player for us for a long period of time until he you decided know. he didn't want to play for us anymore. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? The weird you got to you got to remember this: Ericsson was the only one out of the magnificent seven, right, that you could argue actually succeeded. Right. Yeah, we bought him with the bail money, right? We mm, bought him yeah, with yeah. bail money. So he came along About and seven he million became, as well. That's right. A very small amount of money. And he did well and he became an established part of, of Spurs's, you know, the, that peak that we uh, experienced under Pochettino. So I can understand the feeling behind seeing him in a Spurs shirt again. I really do. But, to be fair, and, 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 have you noticed I read as well? It's the same. It's, it's that same romantic notion from two important periods that from sort of our lifetimes or for those slightly younger, Gareth Bale, Gareth Bale, Christian Eriksen, Christian Eriksen, you know, from, you know, the, the peak, you know, first Champions League to, to the run under Pochettino. You know, it was yeah. great to see Bale come back. You know, I was lucky enough to have seen him play against Villa, even though we got done and it was like a shoddy effort um, on the team's part. But, to be fair, when it, you know people blame Mourinho, regardless whether they blame Mourinho or not, he's come back. He's had his period. He's done now. Ericsson, whether it be too much money, whether he wants Champions League football, whether he, whether he wants to compromise or not, that, that that's down to him. But at the end of the day, we knew we need to move forward. We can't keep looking back. You know, it's you know Patrick Vieira is still revered. You know, at Arsenal. You know, but they won't go back to sign him if he was still a player now. You know, his time is done. My, my point for one in he, he was the right player for us, let's say, hypothetically, and we didn't get him. Fine, we didn't get him. There are other players we can yeah. also sign, right? So, And then people turn around and say, yeah, but he's free. So what? He's free. It's not your money. So so it, right. it, it, fits, it fits the bill in so many different, in so many ways, but for that reason, it ticks a lot of boxes. We we know this; it's been said on multiple streams. But sure. whether we should be back or not is irrelevant. 
You know, he's, he's going to come or he's not. As, as fans, we should be sitting there going, right, well, let's see who comes in. Let's see who holds a shirt. And at the end of the season, we'll rake the window, see how Conte does with the team he's got. And hopefully, this time next year, we're going to be sat there going, fuck me, what a season. We managed to get a trophy. Conte staying for another year. Let's see what's happening in this transfer window. Exactly. My reason for wanting Ericsson isn't the romanticness of it. It's uh, he's free, so it's oh, bollocks! You've got his face tattooed on your ass and his picture above your bed. Got my arm, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> uh, he's free, so it's relatively risk-free. It's a playmaker which I've been crying out for for ages. Uh, it gives us a plan B, plan C, or whatever. And because it's free, it's a player that you know gives us that extra plan, if you like. And then. Don't, us, uh, don't get me wrong. More time to spend. More doesn't use up any of the money yeah. to spend on other players that we need. Don't, like the don't get me wrong. The, the last but, night, but, yeah. last but, night, I did say on Tommy's stream, by having Ericsson, it does facilitate the option of a plan B. Yeah, I but, said that was all things to them as but, well. But, but that being said, we could have any creative central midfielder. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be Ericsson. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I think Ericsson was coming back because of the sense it made on a financial level and how Levy likes to do things and the boxes it would tick. On a romanticist side of it, no, I don't think he should come back. I wouldn't. I, I, I don't even know, I wouldn't be unhappy if he came back because I loved Ericsson at Spurs. But yeah. the the take take the heart out of it. Is is it, it, it? What's done is done. Sentiments over. There are plenty of creative midfielders out there who are going to be able to do the same job. Potentially, you know, yeah, they might cost us a couple of million pounds, but potentially not stupid amounts of money. Yeah. Considering Absolutely. it's not a primary target for a Conte system. A couple Absolutely. of comments coming in here. First one from Kavinsky, a joke. Uh, news just in coming, Real Madrid want Winks to replace Modric. <laughs> Uh, I mean that should be on stage somewhere, not in a, a, a chat on a. <laughs> I, I saw. I know. I know. It's a comment speaker. earlier that said spot on Mac, but I noticed how that came up and went down quite quick. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got to say, you know what? If if by some weird set of circumstances, Winks leaves and you know does end up at Real Madrid and becomes a key player for them, I wouldn't begrudge him. You know. No. Fine. No, definitely yeah. not. He didn't do it for us, and that's happened so many times with so many different players. You know, I wish him nothing but the best because he is a Tottenham. And and, and, I, and, this, and, this, and again, Rez, we said this last night. You, we want him to go re-kickstart his career, become a good footballer, a, 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 a you know, at his level of club. But he's just not Tottenham level. And as much as we love him, as much as we respect the fact he's given Spurs the years that he's given, yeah. it is a shame. But the reality is, is Harry Winks just doesn't cut the mustard when it comes to being a Spurs player. And he needs to go and he needs to stop being romantic about the fact that it's his boyhood club. And yeah. he needs to go to a he needs to go to a villa, he needs to go to a Southampton, he needs to go to a Brighton. That that's that's and, and he'll, somewhere like that, he'll he'll shine. Play he'll with shine. Him yeah. and re reignite his career. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe maybe great heights await him if he does that, and I wish him nothing but the best yeah. uh, in that endeavour. Right now, it doesn't work for anyone. It doesn't work for Spurs. It doesn't work for him. It doesn't work for the fans. It doesn't work for the uh, manager. No. It's, it's time to cut the umbilical, I think. Yeah, That's uh, it. Yeah. Kavinsky said, I want to comment Scott Parker for the wonderful job he's done at Fulham. He's actually at Bournemouth now. No, I hope that one day he'll become manager of Spurs. One of the hardest working players ever. I'm not sure he's... Uh, 
we want to be in Champions League, I'm not sure. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the Premier League second time around. And then we'll come to Max, uh, who who, who uh, uh, he thinks we need uh, uh, afterwards. Uh, but uh, Kavinsky, my wish list would be Bremner, Madison, Kostic, Martinez. Uh, you can include Rafinha or Richarlison if you wish. What do you guys think? But uh, Rez, I know you need to head off. Yeah, um, not Madison, yes, not Madison, not yeah. uh, not necessarily Martinez. I would take, I would swap out Madison and Martinez for Rafinha and Richarlison. So Bremer, Madison, yeah. uh, Bremer, uh, Bremer, Rafinha, Kostic, uh, and Richarlison would be yeah. a great yeah. four yeah. players. Yeah, as well as the three players we've already got, tremendous window as on well paper anyway. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, I know you need to head off. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Welcome all, always. It was very, very strange seeing you. Right, good to see you again, buddy. Here, but we've got used to it now after an hour and a half. But um, Shelfside Spurs Show, your channel. I'm sure everyone knows about it, but uh, it's in the description uh, and the link in the description please, as well. Please but, come uh, and visit. Tell people a bit about it. For anyone who does uh, yeah, so Shelf says we're on summer hiatus at the moment. Um, no plans at the moment to do anything uh, as yet, but you never know, things might start, you know, might do, do a little bit and bit or not. There, you guys um, can it, still watch old, old videos, hit likes, absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's anarchic and sort of a bit esoteric and all over the place. And you know, Tottenham is part of it, but it's more of a theme than as an actual main subject. Um, other things like, you know, whale semen and duck rapists uh, are much more prominent. Um, so, yeah, do please and come. You and you haven't had me on this show yet. Why? <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have no, had no, you on the show. No, no, but we didn't talk about, like, you know, duck rapists and, and whale we semen. And... Stuff. We did go and watch the episode with Gareth in it, and you guys will see. Um, what what it's all about. It's very, very strange and wonderful. But that's yeah, the one that didn't get broadcast, but... wasn't it? So people can't. <laughs> yeah. That's why there's all archive video footage. Johnny, Johnny clicked upload. Uh Johnny's the, the host. Johnny clicked upload and YouTube turned around and said, No, I don't think so. Um anyway, you go and watch. I've got to jump on. I've got to jump. I'm sorry, I've got to jump onto another stream. I'm being a complete media hoarder today, so my apologies. No, that's why you're all fresh and clean. You yes. said yes. it wasn't for you, Chris. Sorry. No, you lied to no, me, man. I, I did. He's used <laughs> you and abused you, and he's throwing you away like a soggy tissue. Jen, do, you know, do you know what? You're just a warm up shag, Chris. He's now going yes. bald deep elsewhere. It's very much. This is the wank before the shag, so you last longer second time round, isn't it? It's very yeah. much wank. Um, wham bam thank you mister um we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna no but it's been a great pleasure as always yeah, mate um yeah, fantastic yeah. thanks so much for coming on and make sure you go uh, check out shelf side spurs show uh, some high eight it's at the moment like he says but uh watch old videos and hit the subscribe you, notification bell so you know when they're going to be coming back but yeah thanks and great so much, to see you guys and big up to everyone in the chat and i will hope to see you all soon take care excellent Bye. cheers see you later terms of you who who do we think we need and and uh Kavinsky's here oh god <laughs> you alright darling yes you're a fucking whore Trace <laughs> <laughs> I just I just got the guy like on the stream I'm phoning him <laughs> yeah but on, on that note I'm gonna get back to the stream that I'm on and, and you just go fucking do whatever you're gonna do yeah. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Finished.
Yeah, yeah, quite done now, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kavinsky here, Madison, 25 goal contributions, all comps last uh, season, 20 in the Premier League. Best midfielder in the Premier at the moment, right? Not sure about that, but uh, brilliant under pressure in tight situations. Also brilliant at finding the player. I do agree with that. But would you have him at Spurs? Would he be on your wish list for the rest of this summer? No. What's your wish list for this I've, I've got, I've got no love for Madison. I still hold everything against him from what he said about Gareth Bale. God can go fuck yeah. himself. I, I, I hope he cocks his Achilles in the first fucking game. I don't like Madison. Don't like him. I wouldn't want him at Tottenham. I don't, I don't like his attitude. I think he's a bit too big for his boots. Um. Uh, yeah, What's just some about I'll be honest, it's pretty much the same as as what the guy posted up with Rez's um, interjections with Rafinha and Richarlison. Um, I think that's a, that's a solid that's a that's a solid recruitment. Remner, Remner, uh, uh, yeah, Rafinha, Madison Martinez, Jimmy, yeah, Rafinha, yeah, changing him out for Rafinha and Richarlison. I think I think that's a, that's a, that's a solid. I don't think it's unrealistic either. Um, yeah. You know, um, there's no pot, mate, because you can sit there and say anybody, do you know what I mean? You know, there's people who sit there and go that we should be going for certain types of players for the last couple of years. You know, how many times have we heard it? Do you know what? He is good at set pieces, but so is James Ward Prowse, and I think he'd be cheaper, and I think he would have a lot better attitude. Um, and fit into the Tottenham squad a lot better than what Madison would. Uh, Madison's won a Premier League, and he thinks he's he, he still thinks he's a dog's knob. Um, and and they've not, apart from the FA Cup. They've, they've, they've not done all, all too much. You know, he can't even get back into the England setup. Uh, Ward Prowse, I think, I think under under Conte and at Tottenham, I think he'd be, um, I think he'd be a regular for England. Um, Ward Prowse probably is the only person I would add into um, into any of that because I think Ward Prowse is is, is fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant at set pieces. Um, you know, he's he's got a good eye for a pass. And to be fair, if anyone was going to say to me, um, if anyone was going to say to me, you know, if, if you're going to come in for anybody, then yeah, for me it'd be it would be um, it, it would be Ward Prowse. And the comment just there saying he's not as creative as Madison. But the problem is, is Ward Prowse knows when to get a pass off. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a defence splitting pass. Um, you know, and 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 fair, you know, it's. It's fair enough, you know. You're entitled to that opinion of, of Madison. That that's my opinion. This is why these shows are so good, because not everybody has to agree. You know, you could be sat there, and, you know, with your with your keyboard in front of you, thinking I'm a knobhead for for saying Ward Prowse. I could be sat here going, "You're a knobhead for saying Madison." I'm not, but this is like I say, it's the beauty of these streams. No, no one has no, to you, agree you with each other. You are a knobhead, Mac. You are. A knobhead. I am a knobhead. I'm very. I'm I know I'm a knob, but yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to admit yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm for happy. Board, not for saying yeah. Ward Prowse, just in a general way, man. Just oh, yeah, no, no, general. General. Yes, yes, mate, you know what, Chris? Um, I, and I am. I will. I'll be the first person to call myself a knob because at times I know I can be. But yeah, for me, Ward Prowse just he for me he kind of he offers a little bit. <laughs> you think I'm a prick, you? All right, block him five minutes, wanker. Um, no, it's um, I, I just think you know, but I think as well with um, with the system, I think with the way Conte likes to play, I think that Ward Prowse will offer some creativity, but he'll also offer that that stability as well that we've already got with with the dynamic in the, the midfielders that we already have. I think the, the, the interesting one when you look at because I wouldn't mind either. I wouldn't mind Madison. I wouldn't mind Ward Prowse. But the one thing I would say is that I do agree with Mac in the sense that I think Ward Prowse would be cheaper. I think you look at Madison, I think, you know, he's got a long contract. You're talking 70, 80, 90 million there. 
And personally, that's money that for, and for some, and to be fair, they're, they're, both, they're both going to have English tax. They're both going to have English tax. Yeah, exactly. And neither of them ultimately fit a Conte system, I don't think. So I think when we look at the likes of Rafinha and we're looking at Richarlison and Jesus and even Sterling, you know, those are players that can fit into a system that could work within what Conte is looking to achieve. I, I think yeah. the problem is that's a lot of money, ultimately, for yeah. plan B. That, that's my view of it. He, Madison, Warprowse, I'd love and this to is, and, and this is why we And this is why we constantly said, Eric, this is why we agreed that whether he came or not, the you know is is why Ericsson would have would have kicked a lot of the right boxes on on a, on yeah. so many different levels. You know he might not fit the system. He he might you know he might not necessarily be what what's wanted for a plan B. But to get somebody who's got the ability to do that for nothing is you know it it does make sense. You know whether he yeah. comes or not. Absolutely. Last kind of point now, but this could be take a little while. So. Uh, the transfer rumour mill. I haven't written down all the players because I'd still be writing it now and I set this stream up this morning. Um, well, that's that's your fault for starting early enough. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of I, mean, commitment. I saw rumours, I think it was last week, Ward Prowse would cost 75 million, Madison up to 90. Ericsson wants to go to Man United. He wants to play in the Premier League. He wants to stay in London. He doesn't care about the Champions League and and, and all of this business. Richarlison, you know, 70 million, 75 million. Rafinha, you know, Bastoni, we're still after him. We're not after him. He wants to stay at Inter Milan. He's open to moving to Con with Conte. Uh, and then you get, you know, we are Tottenham TV of a bit of flack today for giving false information, but you know, it's just rumours. That's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. So if you don't like the false rumours, then just don't watch them, you know. There's no need to have a pop at uh, people. But anyway, um, yeah, Justin, the rumours. Do, do you take any um, interest in them? I mean, even with Basuma, uh, for me, when it was obviously, you know, they were at Tottenham's training ground, Sky Sports, and he's passed his medical. He hadn't held the shirt up there, so therefore it wasn't happening, in my view, when he held the shirt up and Spurs released that, that video. Fine. Okay, but, I, can I mean, in terms, of, in terms of myself, I, I haven't got a problem with a, with a rumour or things like that. I think the thing you've got to be looking at is, it, you know, you've got to remember until, as you rightly said, until he's holding the shirt, it doesn't matter who we're being linked with. Because and it's easy news, isn't it? Because yeah, it's easy it news. We Lev, Levy's said we've got 150 million pound to spend. Easy news. Spurs are want this player, that player, yeah. this player, that player. Very same with Man United. That Man United in disarray. Oh, we've got a new manager. They want this player, that player, this player. That's yeah. Very easy news. And and just. Yeah. I mean, just I, I, I think what is interesting, though, is that when you look at where Tottenham are, I think one of the things we have to look at with the rumours is that it's very difficult. And what we have seen with Tottenham is when I think there's a difference this time. There's a more of a decisiveness. You know, that Basuma deal came out of nowhere. You know, that wasn't in, in streams I've done. And when I've done the all things Tottenham or when I've been talking with yourself, uh, or whoring myself out to anyone who will listen to me. Um, you know, I you stay on here, so it's better than Vez who just walked off. Yeah, I mean, selfish. <laughs> <bastard>. <laughs> Wait, I've just got a text. Oh, Vez yeah. wants me. I've got to go. See you later. Pay more money. Um, what I was but... particularly pleased about with Basuma was was that last uh, in January we were after Adama Traore for about three years, whereas Basuma from the first. 
rumour that I saw that we're after him to getting him was less than a week. No pissing about there. No pissing about. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to go. Can you come? Can you come? Just no, he doesn't want to come. Fine, sod off. We'll go on to the next one. Yeah. So that that points to your 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 comment there about I th- I can't remember the wording, but the directness of, of yeah, of it's, the it's, the it's, it's as I say. I mean, we're seeing a lot of rumours about players coming out there, which you know, Tottenham play a certain way, so certain players will come up, and and I do think there is some potential legs to them. You know, I think there is, you know, there is an interest in Ericsson, but I think that ultimately is I think it's a straight fight now between us and United as to who gets him. Um, I think you, you then look at the players up top, you know, it's no surprise that Rafinha, Richarlison, Jesus, all three players all do the same thing, you know, so there's a reason why Tottenham are being linked with them. There's a reason that Tottenham being linked with Bastoni, being linked with Paul Torres, being linked with Bremer. You know, those players all fit what Tottenham are looking for. I think outside of that, I think that is just people trying to create interest in players. But I think what we do have to look at with a lot of these rumours is, you know, Conte isn't going to sign someone for the sake of it. You know, he's not going to turn around and go, oh, I'll buy this player because he looks great. What he's going to turn around and do is he's going to buy someone who fits a position. So some of these do have legs, you know, but mm. I think any you can't really get too carried away with them because from what I've understood, Rafinha wants to go to Barcelona I think, from what I gather, Jesus is potentially talking about wanting to go to Arsenal. Lord knows why. Um, and, and Richarlison, <laughs> potentially, he has... There is, you know, when you see him in a San Antonio Spurs shirt, hanging out with Emerson Royale, you know, there is there is some... Agent, Agent Royale, I saw today. Yeah, yeah, I saw that today. <laughs> so, but... I, yeah, my point yeah Royale's going to Everton. Yeah, yeah. A point, a point on Royale as well as uh, obviously a little late in this. The uh, the hold up that he suffered in in Brazil, awful, awful news. But uh, yeah. thankfully he was okay and uh, everyone was okay there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, uh, to, to, to be fair, we, we we see these rumors. I think the difference we're seeing with these rumors, as opposed to rumors we've seen in the past, is Tottenham need an attacking option. So we'll just tell you every single attacking option, whether it fits <laughs> what we need or not. You know, I've heard. I've not heard many rumours about Madison, and that's because he doesn't fit the Conte system. You know, I'm not hearing about Tottenham being linked with a, every single defender because they're a defender. They're being linked with Brummer because of the fact they like him as a central midfielder. But Bastoni, Torres, Gavardiol, um, those are players that fit the certain mould of a left-sided. So we're seeing the big players being linked because of how they would fit the Tottenham system. Whether they'll come up or not, you know, who knows? We've got to remember Paratici, you know, I think I heard he'll, he'll have like four or five different deals on the table for one position. And then we'll just go, yeah, that one, you know, which I think is what happened with Pesuma. He just looked, he had all these different players and he went, yeah, do you know what? I'll get Pesuma. So there are going to be these rumours, especially as Tottenham have come out and said they're going to back Conte and they've sold how much money and they've got to say X, Y and Z. But I think you, all I would say to anybody who looks at these rumours and gets carried away is look at, maybe check one or two, you know. Um, I think it's quite interesting that I've seen, you know, people link like Fabrizio Romano to one. And then when you actually go to Fabrizio Romano's page, there's nothing about it. So I always think that's quite interesting about that. <laughs> but ultimately as well, it's got to be a case of, does that person fit the Tottenham team? If they do... 
yeah, maybe there is. But if you're turning around and, and they're being linked with, you know, they're going to go do a deal for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, no, they're not. Tottenham are not yeah. going to get Dominic I mean, Calvert-Lewin. What drives me mad about them is, uh, I'll come to you in a sec, Max, sorry to cut you off. Uh, what drives me mad is that the, the Everton situation, you go on Twitter through your timeline and you've got all of these reports from people in the know saying 25 different things. So that's why I just don't bother with them. I, I don't bother with them. There's a lot. Fabrizio Romano, if he says something, I'll probably pay more attention to that. Whether I believe it, still not. Whether Fabri shirt, if Fabrizio but... Romano says something, I'll see who said it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what do you think about the rumours, uh, Matt? Do you pay right. attention to I'm gonna, them? I'm going to... This is me on Twitter when it's... Uh, oh. Oh, we're interested in... Yeah, that might not be bad. I'll wait till he's holding the shirt. Yeah. Oh, what? No fucking... There's no fucking way we're linked with him. Ah, fuck it. All right, fuck down, bollocks. I'll just wait till they're rolling the shirt. I don't, is, there's no point getting hyped up over it. Do you know what? We discussed I, I, I it, we discussed it, and we discussed it. Who get annoyed you know, with people they, doing, they do. giving rumors out? Like, oh my God, why we can't have him? Oh my God, his attitude. Oh my God, he's so shit. Ah, I'm losing my shit. No, do you know what, guys? Take a fucking chill pill. We will be linked to God knows, year after year after year after year. We are linked with dog shit. We are linked with the unattainable. And we end up with somewhere in the middle. Okay? That is standard. Okay? Every fucking year. Sometimes we get the dross. All right? We, we've known it. Uh, some of us are old enough. We will get whoever we get. And we will do, we just we just need to wait and see him holding that shirt. There's no point getting your knickers in a twist over it. Yeah. We're trying to decipher how a possible signing is going to fit into this into this system. <clears throat> Will he fit? Won't he fit? Here's a compilation tape of him. Well, well done, mate. You just waited 10 minutes of your life putting a compilation tape together for somebody who's now gone to fucking, you know, Milan. For someone who's now gone to Napoli. You know, Ajax. Well done. Like the Arsenal fans put that those those Basuma ones together for us. You know, what, what's, what's the fucking point? And, and don't get me wrong, it's great, you know, we get these shows out of them and we get to discuss them. But this is as far as it goes for me. I lit, I literally go, oh, yeah, that, that wouldn't be a bad one. Nah, fuck off. Or, oh, depending on who's done it. But, I'll put, that's it. but I, I don't sit there and comment. I don't get my knickers in a twist over it. Hold the shirt up and then I'll sit there and start creaming my knicks over it. Or I'm going to sit there and go, what the fucking hell? Yeah. They, otherwise, what, what's the point in wasting the energy in my life? Yeah. During the off-season. I work long hours. I've got two children to sort out. I've got other shit going on in my life. The off-season, great. Hold the shirt. I'll get happy about it. Until then, mate, I've, I've got too much other shit to deal with. Yeah. I, you know, I, people who get annoyed and, and have a go at people about it, it's just... <laughs> gives a, like I say, who gives a shit? It's the joys of the transfer window. It's the of the transfer window. It is. You know, the only, in fact, to be fair, the only time I used to, and it won't happen this this transfer window because we've we've done stuff early. But you know, like like the the winter transfer window, I was sat there transfer deadline day, stuck to the fucking telly. I didn't move because Spurs had done fuck all, and I'd got frustrated the fact we'd done fuck all. You know, we've been linked with God knows who and and fuck knows what, and 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 it, it was so frustrating, it was unreal. That's the only time I think I've ever lost my shit at a transfer window. That I can recall in recent history was was the the recent fucking winter transfer one. You I know. don't know that. I don't know. I'll, I'll disagree with that. The, the no, window, for me, when we for me. Five, no, but I'm talking about the ones where we did the 500 days without signing anybody. Those windows, right? Kept thought we're gonna. Do you know what? Gonna, after the first, 
after after the the mate the, the closer it got with nothing and not even being linked, I just I, I switched off to it. And then when the January transfer window came, I, I switched off to it, and it was just like I'm I'm, I'm not even and I'm, I'm watching people having meltdowns over it, and I'm thinking <laughs> I, I've, I've got I love my I love my club. I, they're my one and only club. I love them to death, but sometimes you just got to know when to just flick the switch or you know you know dim it down a little bit because it'll drive you fucking insane and there's no point letting it drive you insane you have no control over it do you you're not buying the players you're not selling the players exactly what exactly so why am i why why am i getting so why am i going to sit here you know getting stressed out i'll just wait exactly like i've I've said that i'm being repetitive i'll wait till they're holding that shirt Hmm. that's it that's all i can do sitting here I can't do anything else, so I'm not going to, to 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 stress my life out even more, you know. In the fact that oh, oh, oh I want Bale to come back. Oh, oh let's get Ericsson back. Oh, oh Bastini. Oh, 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 fucking, you know. Oh my God, this and oh, oh this player and, and Martinez. Oh, fucking Tal Torres. Fucking Pal Torres. Even fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that rumor. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's his brother. Before. You heard it here first. We've got some builder from Argentina. It's it's his half-brother. He's a brilliant water boy. Um, Shines boots (laughs) like nobody else. But but it is. I'm I'm, I'm not not stressing my life over it. I've got enough greys. Yeah, it's, you know, there there just comes a time where you've got to sit there and just relax and and let let things unfold. It does get a bit silly, but I think... I'd be amazed if we don't sign anyone else in this transfer window before. That won't happen. I'd, I'd be quite amazed if we don't sign anyone before July, but I'd be amazed if we don't sign people, someone before. Uh, the start well, listen, of the as, 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 much, as much as my little girl has got fucking Levy's card marked, I'd say there'll be nobody else because she's she's seven, but she knows he's a twat. Um, you know, is I, I do. I, I I think I think we've got another three, three to yeah. four incoming. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I don't. I don't know who's going. You know, I've just got a gut feeling. Another three or four players are going to come in. They. I don't know who they're going to be. I don't care who they're going to be because, like you said earlier, Chris, if that's who Conte wants, and I'm at me. Yeah. You know, like I've said before, like you know, <clears throat> spending that 150 million doesn't guarantee you success. You know, you know, and Dombele, 60 whatever million, complete flop. You know, and and Son, 17 million. One of the best signings we've ever made, in my opinion, certainly my lifetime, anyway. Uh, but yeah, we'll pretty much end it there. We can literally talk about the rumours until we're blue in the face, and, and you know. Well, you two can. I'm not stressing over it. So fuck you. <laughs> well, if you're on here and I'm asking you a question, you're answering it and talking about it. Uh, unless you do a res and just run off because you've got something better to do. I've got to put my kids to bed. So come on, wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks to Vez, who's on... I just saw this little <laughs> head come over. Shit myself. <laughs> thanks to Vez, who was on earlier. Make sure you sh- check out uh, Shelf Science first. Show. Uh, Justin, uh, thanks so much for coming on. As always, all things Tottenham is your your yeah uh, yeah. We, we recorded last night. We we're going to record again this week and just talk about the wonderful world that is the, this club that we love. So thank you very much for having me on. <laughs> no problem. Welcome all at any time. And uh, the description, the description, the the, the 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 URL, the website for the uh, YouTube channel is in the description. That's it. And Mac, uh, not a podcast, uh, not a, a stream, sorry, but a podcast. Raw emotion. 
Yeah, so uh, uh, tell people. Yeah, so me, me and Mark at Spur nineteen eighty one. Yeah, just two normal guys, uh, emotionally driven about uh, about the games as they as they happen. So we do a, a pre game, half time, full time, and yeah, we just chat some shit. Really, it's um, you know available on all good podcasting outlets. We um, we're not doing anything during the off season. But we'll uh, but we'll be making things up again and and starting again when the season gets back underway. So I yeah, you know, Chris, I love how your daughter nodded there as soon as you said we. I chat some shit. I like that. Yeah, she, <laughs> but no, do you know, Chris, it's been great being on and, and to everybody in the chat. Thank you very much for your for, for your comments and your participation. It's it, it's been good. So thank you very much. Great having you guys on as always, and Vez as well. And yeah, thanks to everybody in the comments who uh, and and everyone who's watching. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe. Really helps the channel. Uh, two hundred forty-one subscribers at the moment. It'd be great to have two hundred fifty at the weekend. We're back on Friday, twelve thirty. Probably be on the Hotspur Hood, and then I'm on a break for a week because I'm on holiday. So then I'll be back in July. But yeah, please, if you like what you've seen, come over to the Hotspur Hood and check that out on Friday. And then, yeah, give us a subscribe as well. Uh, and yeah, check out uh, Shelf Side Spurs Show, All Things Tottenham, and Raw Emotion Tottenham Podcast as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon on, on Friday. Until Chris, then. Chris, Lily's got something to say. Yeah. Cool. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, absolutely. As always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for watching and to everybody who joined in the live chat. Before you go, please leave a like, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. It's all free and you'll be notified when we go live. Anyone who missed the live stream, you can still watch the replay on YouTube and any comments, questions or suggestions on the comments there. For anyone listening to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that podcast, you can get that wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, go to our Twitter or Instagram page on the screen. We'll be back on Monday on the Hotspur Hood YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe. We're there at half 7pm UK time. And we're on this channel, Let's Talk Tottenham, 12.30pm UK time again on Fridays. Until then.